hello, 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 and welcome in to lucky episode number 13 of the Bear Claw Media Podcast. I am Chris Bolin, joined as always by Ben Schleiger. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, we're here. Um, <laughs> that rubber stamp just ran out of ink. You know, somebody didn't re- refill it from last year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, not to step too much on top of what uh, what we're going to talk about or what you're probably going to talk about here. But uh, it's been a depressing fall for UNC, Ben. Like, football team 0-10, and and I guess that's probably the worst of it, but unfortunately, like, not by that much, you know? Um, And and I think an NAU game just kind of summarized the entire season, you know? Yeah, having our our pseudo-rivalry game um, just not be competitive at all, uh, that sucked. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's been a bummer of a fall. Um, if you're a volleyball fan, it's pretty great because, you know, they're third in, in the conference. So that's not too bad. Um, but, you know, soccer, they can even say that they got to win their last game of the season. They uh, they beat Eastern Washington four to nothing. So, yeah, kudos soccer. Good on, uh, good on you gals for finishing one thirteen and 4 We might finish 0-11. Um, I was going to make a joke that we got – 10 on the record um it just happens to be in losses and that's not where we wanted to see it but uh yeah looking around the rest of unc we got a lot of different stuff going on um we're gonna follow the big sky in the playoffs to the completion uh because we're bears and we finish what we do um mm-hmm. yeah we're football fans anyway so we're gonna break it down that's our meat and potatoes and as basketball starts warming up we'll transfer over to them uh, a little bit further in the season both those teams are starting really well. Uh, the women have two wins on the season. They beat Colorado Christian 76-45 and Hastings College 86-56. The men also have two wins. They beat Colorado College 87-58 and Northern New Mexico 81-60. So looking pretty good for those two. Uh, women's basketball travels to Vermilion to face South Dakota on Tuesday. And men's basketball is hosting a whiteout against CSU. So hopefully, horns down, we beat the Rammies. Uh, Volleyball, their next contest is going to be against Idaho State Thursday. They're kind of trying to play uh, spoiler as their season winds down. They got two more games, Idaho State and Weber State. Right now, Weber State is trailing just behind Sac State. But Sac State, they already uh, clinched a little bit of the title. So... Volleyball's had a pretty good season. I mean, we beat CSU, so, you know, horns down. Always love that. Um, That was early in the season. They also won the Colorado Classic. And another one of their, uh, I didn't know this, maybe maybe you did, uh, because Marcy does her, you know, marketing stuff. But uh, we had a Hampton Inn UNC Classic. Unfortunately, we lost in the title game in that one. But we can still play upset to the big sky title as a whole um and if we get a lot of lot of help like weaver and sac state lose everything they have left on their season we could share in it but most likely we'll just uh have home field advantage in the big sky tourney coming up yeah and um it you kind of mentioned it but it's really the entire fall is kind of riding on volleyball so so thanks ladies um yeah, thankfully like for winter, we got a little bit of hope. You know, basketball starting 2-0, wrestling's, they're 2-0. They're they beat uh, Fort Hayes 
and New Mexico Highlands. And this week, uh, they go to Arm Bar at the Armory in Albany, New York, uh, against Buffalo and Presbyterian. And Swim and Dive are, are doing pretty well. They're 2-1 and one on the season. They beat New Mexico State and Idaho. Uh, dropped a close one to Wyoming, but they have the Magnus Cup coming up at Cleveland State. So hopefully some of those winter sports will cheer our fancy a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have more options, at least. If nothing else, we yeah. <laughs> cast a wide net. And they all have wins, so they're doing better than uh, than fall that's, by quite a bit. Wait, do all of them have two wins, actually? Which is better than two of the three? Like, yep, main wrestling 2-0, and oh, swim and dive 2-1, and one, men's and women in basketball 2-0. and oh. Yeah, everybody has, yep. has at least two. In seven years, we're going to get, like... Sister Mary Elephants is our football non-conference. Just <laughs> this is this this feeling just going to linger in the athletic department. Well, somebody's going to win. <laughs> Touche. Um, all right, so uh, let's take a, a break. A little little shorter than you, or a little earlier than usual here, but we wanted to just kind of run through through a little bit of the sports we haven't touched on, and a couple we're probably going to touch a lot more on once football ends but uh when we get back we'll we'll jump back into the usual stuff and take a look around the big sky and then uh the greater fcs So there was one game that really stood out in the big sky this week. Um, and honestly, it was one, if you had told me this result before the season started, I would have been like, yeah, that sounds, honestly, that sounds about perfect. But then as the seasons unfolded, this just became less and less believable. But hey, here we are. Weaver State upsetting top uh, five Idaho, not top five anymore, but at the time, 31-29. Um, Ben, please. I, I'm like kind of. I wrote. I was high on Weaver early in the year, and then I, I just completely lost all faith in them. And I think a lot of like my faith in Weaver transferred onto Idaho. So now I'm just like weirdly split in this game, and it's like I'm happy for Weaver, and I love to see the upset, but also like, what the fuck, Idaho? Like, where'd this come from? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's entirely fair. Um, also, we called it on the podcast. Like, Richie Munoz was going to be something uh, not to scoff at. And turns out he did pretty darn good. Um, this was not expected on my part either. I was like, wow. Like, I, I turned it. I really wanted to turn it over, but I was I was a good Bears fan. I finished <laughs> the game out. I, uh, I stayed loyal. But, uh, you know, you definitely caught me on my phone. I was, I was checking. I was like, what <laughs> is going on? And, of course, like, the announcers they were a little bit um a, a little bit uh bored you could say and they were just they were like yeah just for reference this is happening it's like damn okay <laughs> so yeah it it shows that the Idaho potatoes are not immune um anybody can get it and Weber State showed hey a cat of many faces can eventually put the right mask on and get you yeah and it's um it's a little late for Weber this year um, obviously with one game left now, but this has to be promising for the future. Um, Mickey Mento is probably getting scared to show his face 
in Ogden there for a while. So, so I, I, just moving forward, this is a giant win for the program, you know. And I mean, like going through it, it was just a fantastic effort. I mean, Winston Reed, 17 tackles on the game. Like, dude was absolutely flying around, uh, had one and a half tackles for a loss, a forced fumble, um, a pass breakup. Like, dude was all over Giovanni McCoy. So kind of goes to show that um, even though Hayden Hatton had 14 catches for 175 and a tutty, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you can't use the rest of your receivers because everybody else was sub 40 yards, that it, it doesn't matter. You know, you're still going to score points, but I think we see the the chink in the armor is that if Giovanni gets pressured and that there's there's a little bit of a, of coverage sacks type deal, I mean, Idaho is going to have some problems on their hands. So they need to figure out that blocking scheme and how to pass the ball around more. As big of a loser as Idaho is in this game, um, Idaho State may be just as big of a loser having to face like a scorned Idaho team trying to get right before the playoffs in the first, like in a game earlier in the year that they probably were were very much looking forward to. And I mean, still are, but I don't, I don't think they're going to gonna catch catch Idaho off, off guard this next week. Um, but speaking of Idaho State, Papa Hawkins won the uh, won the Hawkins Bowl with with Idaho State falling to UC Davis twenty one fourteen in Pocatello. Um, what do you think about this one, Ben? Man, this one was was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, again, we kind of called it in the fact that Lan Larson was the the difference maker with all three scores. Idaho State was scrappy though. Like, they really gave it their all. Um, you know, if they made that fourth and three on that uh, that last drive, you know, they, they still had a lot of work to do and not a lot of time left on the clock. But Idaho State, they were driving. Like, I think they're only a couple steps between, behind uh, Daddy Hawkins. Like, you know, of course, Dano, you know, he, he's got to keep that, that family dynamic. He's got to keep Cody at arm's length still. Be like, hey, hold on, boy. Can't win quite yet. But he still he gave him a run for his money. If Lane Larison was not healthy for that game, I think it could have came down to who had the ball last. Yeah. Um and Idaho State just leap year, light years ahead of where I think anybody expected them to be as a program um, coming into the season. I think they were just about consensus last place in the conference and and they've they've impressed just about every step of the way. Um, yeah, that that might be one of the uh, one of the best like up and coming stories that we've had in the conference and in the FCS in a while. Speaking of, uh, not, don't think I can tie that one together. Uh, <laughs> Sac State forty one, Cal Poly thirty. Th- this is the most competitive Cal Poly's been in any game against any team not named UNC this conference season. Um, I mean, I don't want to put too like give Cal Poly too much credit or for an eleven point loss, but so I guess I'll I'll take the credit away from Sac State and ask what happened. Yeah, honestly, um, <laughs> I, I think we must have gave him a little bit of a uh, little bit of confidence when we played him because man, this was this was a different team. Um, Sac State, like 
they're kind of recuperating on offense a little bit, especially after their uh, absolute shellacking um, in Missoula. So they're recovering offensively, but they're not recovering defensively. Like Kyle Pauly getting 30 on you, that's, I, I don't know, that's inexcusable. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously, for, for a team that's, I think they're still top 10 in the country, or if not, they're damn close and is going to be a playoff team. This one's just weird. They've kind of, it's looked like they faded down the stretch. You know, um, I think the, the high point of their season still has to be that win over Stanford early in the year. Um, but they, they haven't looked, they haven't looked great. And at least since they played us, and I know they had a close win over Northern Arizona not too long before that. So they they could be going through an extended cold streak at like the exact worst time. Yeah, their uh, their sight of the season um, might have been a little bit short-sighted, just making sure they put Troy Taylor in his place, being like, hey, this is my boy. Um, but yeah, it's it's not look great. Um, you know, there's been some rumors on what what's the health of Caden Bennett and all this. And, you know, at Sac State, like, they're they're still a good team. They're still winning. Like, a win's a win. And, you know, I have them at 11 in, in my poll. Um, they're still a quality team. It's just their they're quality, like you said. It's it's definitely just been shaving it off. It's like a, like a wood statue. You're just, you went a little too far. Now you got to change what the design is because you went past the point you were supposed to take off. All right, so um, a team heading in the exact opposite direction as Sac State, uh, Montana. You mentioned that drubbing they they handed the Hornets was that last week. Um, yeah. They were right right back at it again, thirty four to ten over Portland State. Um, you know, just doing them and I guess spoiler, Montana State absolutely pounded Eastern Washington, uh, <laughs> fifty four or fifty seven to fourteen. Um, so both of those two did their did their part to uh, make the brawl of the wild as intriguing as it could be. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's for it'll be st- for a straight up like conference title and probably either the two or three seed in the in the FCS playoffs. It, it, am I crazy? No, no, all, all that's correct. Um, this is uh, this is win the trophy, the title and the automatic qualifier. So, I mean, this is the this is the holy trinity for the Montanas. Uh, in recent history, I can't think of a more important um, Montana versus Montana State other than the fact of, like, you know, one gets into the playoffs, one doesn't. We've had that a few times. But this might be the most marquee, um, marquee of a Montana matchup that we've had. And, boy, if game day visited last year, they they need to come back because yeah. this is going to be yeah. an absolute rock fight. Like players are going to go after each other. Fans are going to go after each other. Th- this could be uh, the most heated brawl of the wild. And that's not even trying to hype it up. It's just, there's so yeah. much on the stakes. Uh, you know, who gets bragging rights, who gets that leg up in the conference. You know, this is, uh, this is an absolute marquee. There's, there's no way we can't hide that this is game of the week. Like, this should be on everybody's TV set. Yeah. Um, have you heard anything? I guess let's. Well, we can say, but we'll 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 do a preview of this one later. Um, but I guess uh, a good um, 
maybe not necessarily good preview into how you're feeling, but a good idea into kind of the difference of how we've looked at these power rankings the entire season um, is I have Montana State one, you have Montana one. Um, do you so do you do you think Montana's better, or do you just think right now they've earned that number one spot? Because I think they're higher in higher in basically every poll too. You know, I, I think these teams, and they're going to hate it. They're going to hate me for saying every single one of them. There, there's one way to piss off the whole state of Montana and say that they're equal. Um, <laughs> they're they're equal. Oh, Montana wow. State is an absolute juggernaut uh, offensively, especially in the run game. And Montana is just a never-say-die type team. They had that stupid loss to NAU, and – you know, the, the season started off. It looks like they almost lost to Ferris State. They almost uh, had another loss early in the season. Uh, they didn't impress versus Butler. It's like, what what are we doing? This is not man- Montana. This is like, this is like Portland State putting on maroon, trying to be like pretenders. Like, wh- what are we doing here? And then all of a sudden, something kicked into gear after uh, Bobby, like, about had a physical altercation with that reporter. He switched quarterbacks, and uh, Clifton McDowell has just been absolutely putting them in every spot they need to be. Um, as for the power rankings, I think they just they've got so much momentum going into what could be the most important game in the Big Sky all season, and it's at home. I would give Montana the edge, just because there's so many factors going in their favor but I still believe a little bit more in Montana state just because they've had, you know, they've had consistency. Um, they don't have a weird loss on their schedule. All, all the losses are pretty, pretty self-explanatory for them. Um, also like it was more so Idaho lost the little Brownstein game rather than Montana won it. But at the same time, like both of them, they, after Idaho's weird flood this week, it's it's the Montana conference and we're just all living in it. Yeah, I hate I hate to agree with you. <laughs> um, I see I guess I understand and I guess I'd say Montana's I don't know. I don't really see an argument for thinking Montana's a better team. Like I understand the one loss versus the two losses um and i don't it just feels it feels like i don't even know looking what I'm at it from say. my perspective is i don't like putting montana one <laughs> but i feel like resume and momentum give them a slight edge over montana state i it you know not going to spoil our picks but like i'm very conflicted on that pick for sure because i i really enjoy what montana state does offensively um it's just their their defensive backs they're like stopping the electric plays or the plays that run a little bit too long and it turns into a broken play that worries me because i feel like montana's just a they're they're a hair below but they have a little bit a little bit better grasp on some of that that makes sense i i guess my I, I think I'm struggling because even like my logic doesn't make sense to me, but in my head, it, in my heart, it just, I feel like the, like the loss 
losses versus Idaho and South Dakota State total less than one loss versus Northern Arizona is probably the best way I can like justify it in my head. It feels like those two losses added up are still not as bad as one Montana loss to NAU. But right, and I, I think that's a completely uh, valid way to look at it, and probably true. Um, just the just looking at it is from my my point of view is this is a completely different Montana, like with how many teams have gone through an identity crisis and come out for the better. Uh, them and Weber are definitely on the the top side of that. No, you nailed it because that was that was going to be exactly my butt was. They just seem like they're not at all. I think if NAU played Montana now, uh, it may still be 28-14, but Montana wouldn't be losing. Um, but hey, that reporter that, that said, hey, when are you going to change his quarterback? If Montana wins the big sky, change <laughs> the damn ring. Get that boy a ring, like, especially <laughs> right. for all the hell Bobby puts him through. Yeah, is that? Ha- I guess that I was going to say that Northern Arizona beat reporter, but that was probably a, a Montana beat reporter that just was with the team. If they were doing like a a post game of that like magnitude, but you're right, he could probably flaunt that Big Sky Championship <laughs> ring too. You know, right? Get him on the assistant coaching staff. Rain it. <laughs> Get him a, a Connor Stallions esque role. Oof. <laughs> um, the only other really. T- the season is solidified how much I know, how confident I am that I just don't know the 5 through 10 range. Uh, again, that was kind of my takeaway when I when I was filling this out. Any given week, you could put like 5 through 10 in, a, in like a blender and just spit them out in a random order. And I don't think I would be that upset. Uh, if you told me Weber State was the fifth best team in the conference, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see that. But if you told me they were still like ninth or tenth because of what happened early in the year, I'd be like, "Yeah, I could see that." Uh, same with same with Idaho State, NAU, Portland State, all of them. I just I can't get a read on them, and I think that's the best I'm going to do. Is they're they're between the twentieth and sixtieth best teams in the country. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And and another uh, interesting observation on here is. While while I mess it up by being, you know, coffee creamer each week and being liquid, uh, we about made the same cup of joe this week. I mean, we three through 12 <laughs> are, are uh, damn near the same. So, I mean, just that, that slight Montana debate. And again, that's a little bit. I include a, too many variables, potentially. Um, we pretty much have and the I same ideas here, just, just for different reasons. Yeah, I think we, for how different we go about these, we actually have had a lot of the same, like we've come to the same conclusions a lot, but I think those conclusions are different every week. And like, there hasn't, we've been similar, but I don't think there's been a lot of consistency in who we have in each particular spot, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the middle just happened to kind of align this week. It's, yeah, like you were talking about Weber. I mean, you could put them 20, you could put them 60. It's, it's about the same. Like, I, I think this middle is just so we've seen so many things from it. We've seen NAU beat Montana. We've seen Eastern Washington seem like they're back and just reloaded just fine. 
Uh, we've seen UC Davis be uh, an absolute train wreck, and then they get their their one star player back, and they're all of a sudden like world beaters, and somehow back in the race and getting votes and whatnot. You know, it's it's wild. the The middle gives us uh, gives us headaches, and the top gives us heartaches. <laughs> all right, so let's um, let's take a look forward. Uh, we kind of already spoiled who the game of the week was, but I don't think anybody really even had any questions coming in. Um, Ben, I hate to break it to you. I further pulled away from you this week. I went five and one versus your four and two with the, uh, with our, uh, game of the week. I also had, I had, uh, NDSU in that one. So, but, but we're going to ramp it off when the playoffs get here, give you a chance to, to earn that taco party. But but for now, um, Idaho versus Idaho State. Uh, it's at it's at the Kibbe Dome. Um, Idaho coming off of a bad loss. Um, I don't think there's any real other way to put it. Uh, I would be absolutely shocked if Idaho State won this game. That being said, I was pretty shocked when Weber State won last week. So what the hell do I know? <laughs> Well, I think you know a lot being 27 and 10 on the season. Uh, <laughs> I would love to pick Baby Hawkins, and if they won last week, I might be inclined to. But, you know, Idaho, you were supposed to have your get-back game against Weber. What happened? Um, you know, had a little bit of that cow stink from Greeley still left on you. But uh, in good conscience, I can't choose against Idaho and the Kibbe Dome. I'm going to stick with the Vandals. Yeah, I think this could have been a trap game, like could have been a letdown game if they didn't just have their letdown game. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no way it happens two weeks in a row. I do. I still think Idaho's too good for that. Um, but this one is looking a little more interesting this week than it did last week. Uh, Sac State at UC Davis. Um, Sac State's, I guess. Despite not really having any bad losses, Sac State seems to be trending downward, at least in my head. They haven't been playing as well as they were early in the year. Um, And it looks like UC Davis is finally getting a little bit healthier. Like you said, Larison back, kind of doing what he does, you know? Um, Who do you got in this one, Ben? I'll cop out and let you guess first, or let you pick first. Well, we know Lam Larison is good for 21 points, so we can only already dial that up. Um, yeah, Sac State, like they they worry me. I mean, like you like you were pointing out, they they've done good, they've done bad. It's like a Katy Perry song, but like you're stuck on the chorus, and you're just like, okay, can we can we keep going? Can we? Nope, we're we're stuck. Um, Gosh, I would love to pick Dan Hawkins, but I'm going to pick Sac State and just hope it's chalk. Uh, dude, I feel like I feel the strain in your voice when you make that pick because I feel this one like it feels like a perfect upset spot, like a perfect spot to want to pick UC Davis, which I love. But then it also just worries the hell out of me for that reason, you know? There's just so but, many like motivations for UC Davis to do well in it. Like, you know, they have – this is their one shot into the playoffs is to knock off Sac State, get to seven wins, have a, a, a featured win at the end of the season. But then again, like, that's Sac State's downfall. Like, oh, man, they're they're going to basically level themselves off at the, 
at the back of the playoff bracket if Davis wins. Sorry, I was trying to frantically Google if there was a name for this game because they I think they're only like an hour and a half, two hours away from each other. Oh, that's right, because um As... Cal, Cal Poly UC Davis is golden horseshoe, so I think this oh, one's like I ninety five or something. Yeah, that may have been what I was thinking. Um the UC Davis uh website does not have it listed as anything, so leave leave a comment if you know the name of that one. I was gonna say uh, or it's if, not the it's not the Causeway Classic, is it? I get all those California not, ones mixed up. I Sac know. State, UC Davis, yeah, Causeway Classic. Oh, there we go. That's like a. I de- like. I'm surprised. I thought I couldn't remember that one because, like, I definitely know that name, and that's one of the better like names for a rivalry game. You know, Causeway well, and Classic. Fun fact, uh, <laughs> they've met 69 times total. Nice. Um, and UC Davis is forty six and twenty three in it. Just so it's on the record, in case I did not state it directly, I'll go. I'll go with the Aggies because why not? Let's go, Papa Hawkins. Don't don't <laughs> let me down, buddy. Um, here's a matchup of two of those five through ten teams. So your guess is as good as mine, Ben. Northern Arizona at Eastern Washington. Man, I would flip a coin, but I like Eastern better for. No, no reason other than they're at home. Um, I like them better. I want to choose them. Angel Flores looked pretty decent against us. Uh, Eastern looked abysmal um, against. I don't, dude. Like, there's so many reasons for and against. Um, I'll go first while you while you think on this one, so you can blindly you can blindly fade me if you want. I was like, I thought I knew where I was, and then I'm like. <laughs> You threw me on the grill, and I was like, "I don't, I don't know what temperature I'm going for." Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with. I'm, I'm right with you, man. And my heart is telling me to pick Eastern Washington, and for that reason, I'm gonna go with Northern Arizona because it, it hasn't made sense up till this point. Why would it now? Yeah, I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think NAU has the momentum. I think Angel Flores is better. Um, I know you just typed it out, but I'm going to put Eastern and just be like, happy senior day, maybe, because I'm also hoping happy senior day for us. Um, think where we're not picking that one because I don't know that we would pick us, but you know, hopefully the football gods have some mercy on us. <laughs> um, the football, don't think I can pull that transition together either, Dan. Weber State at Cal Poly, uh, you know, maybe three weeks ago, you could have convinced me to hear an argument for Cal Poly. Not anymore. Weaver stayed all day. I don't want to hear anything other from you either. Then <laughs> I won't try to. I won't try to fight <laughs> this one. Weaver stayed all the way. Uh, you know, we we've been riding high on Ricky Munoz. Let's let's ride it into the sunset on the season and uh, get better for playoffs next year, boys. All right, so we've all, I guess this will be our third time talking about this game already on this podcast. Um, for all of the wild, Montana State at Montana. Um, both, there'll be two top five teams for sure. Uh, could be even higher than that. Um, it, it's been two seasons for Montana, like we talked about, and they're looking as good as anybody in their second season. 
Uh, Montana State been top of the country all year. Two losses, both to top ten teams with uh, South Dakota State and Idaho State, or and Idaho, excuse me. Um, ben, you go first. I know who I'm going to pick. Uh, but so I know but, who I'm picking, and it makes me fucking sick. Um, okay, so we're we're not going to agree on this one. If I had to guess, then yeah, probably not. Um, it's it's the it's a brawl of the wild it's the title game it's the automatic qualifier uh bobby Houck has gotten his his uh all-time you know big sky wins record um it, it's the holy trinity and there's nothing holy about missoula so i think the devil's gonna come out with a win i think bobby Houck um gets some revenge for losing on game day and montana sails into the playoffs where they do whatever they do. Dude, I actually feel like fairly strongly uh, for Montana State, but I don't want to step on that. I just want to like, I want that <laughs> to be the closing of this segment. <laughs> I want to pick Montana State personally, but I feel like there's some there's some voodoo up in Montana. They, you know, they, they sold their, cells, their souls to the devil. Uh, and uh, Clifton McDowell must have been like the head priestess or something of that ceremony. Because they are a brand new team and they look much more fierce than they did. I thought this was going to be a cakewalk for Montana State. It still could be, but I, I think it's going to be a, a bloody brawl. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a few weeks ago I said that that Idaho versus Montana State would be kind of the game of the Big Sky Slate, and I was wrong. I was I was way wrong on that one. Um, but I still think this, you're right. There is like a voodoo element that worries me about Montana and what's been happening, but I'm going to, I'm going to listen to my brain on this one. And my brain tells me that Montana state's been the better team all year. And I still think Montana state's closer to South Dakota state than any other team is to Montana state. If that made any sense. I think there's, there's a one, a one B and then the rest of the field starts it. Furman or Montana or whoever you want to call that third team. Um, I may sound very stupid after this week, but but I, I I'm feeling good about the Bobcats. And the the worst part is, is I fully agree with everything there. It's just something about that uh, something about that voodoo got me buying the witch doctor's magic. Uh, Bobby Houck, he was on the hot seat, and now all of a sudden he's just you know the whole the whole state of, the whole city of Missoula is hot. Um, you could probably call it its own little state too because that's the way they act. But uh, yeah, it's Montana's. It's hot. Um, this this would be the ultimate letdown if they let this game go, and then he would be right back on the hot seat. But yeah, um, yeah. What I want if, Montana what State if they... to win, but Montana, like I just th- there's if they lose this, this would be worse than losing a national championship. Watch after all this, Bobby Houck, like resurgence. They're going to lose to Montana State, have like a dud in the first round and lose in the playoffs. And we'll, we'll be exactly where we were six weeks ago with the, is Bobby Houck cooked? Is Montana needs a new, a new face talk? How, how fickle it can be. I think that's a hundred percent realistic as well. So uh, I, I'm just going to be super glad to have a, a juicy, juicy game to watch. Exactly. 
Um, well, let's uh, let's take another quick break there, and when we come back, we'll we'll wrap it up with some bigger picture FCS stuff and uh, a little look ahead. One play that really is stuck in my head from this last week of from yesterday, uh, a little inside baseball. It's four thirty here on Sunday afternoon, evening, whatever you want to call it. Um, but that play was the the Central Arkansas Hail Mary. Uh, the minute I opened my phone last night because I I didn't like look much at it for about five hours in the evening. That was like the first six posts that I saw on Twitter. Like, we're all just different takes. It was the same take, but everybody had it on that that uh, Central Arkansas Hail Mary. Um, I, I assume you saw that one, Ben? I did not. So I'm going to have to catch up on that one. Um, Central Arkansas, they've been, God, they've been like floating right between like, could be ranked, not. Nah, like, they just, they, they have... Good things going for them, but they just don't do it consistently. I feel like I should get, like, we should put a little scoreboard up in the middle and give me a point, because this may be, like, the first, like, FCS highlight that I've seen that you had no idea about in the in this podcast existence. Well, I was going to say, we're going to have to go back and make sure you got me a point for, uh, oh, what was it, the 17 and a half, uh, oh, Montana State. Definitely Let went past that on Eastern. 24. That was sad. Ben is twenty. You are now down by nine points. You you are one hundred percent right. I missed that. You're good. It's just like it. It should have been more like thirty three at that point. Yeah, literally. Literally. Wait, I did say. I did say. I'd give you a point if that's where the line was near. I think. But. We'll, we'll throw the ab- red flag and review it and get back to whether it's a point or not. Uh, you, you know, the absolute walloping that that Montana State gave Eastern Washington, you, you earned your point no matter what, buddy. Don't worry. Hey, I'm good with pizza or tacos. Pizza don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> All right. has, has this stalling gave you enough time to hunt down that Central Arkansas clip? Uh, still looking for it. I will find right. it and I will react to it. Okay. Um, while you're while you're looking for that, what was your reaction to NC Central just getting just shit on by Howard last oh, week? They got drugged. That there was there was nothing um, nothing okay about that. Uh, NC Central's been getting a lot, a lot of love, even some potential um, some potential top ten love. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I did see this one. I forgot it was UCA because I was like, wait a minute. I recognize that awful gray and purple field. <laughs> Go UCA. I almost put them in my poll. Um, admittedly, they were 28th for me, so they came close. They've been close all season. I had them early on. Um, it's just they needed more of these. <laughs> all right. Now that uh, now that we got you up to speed on that one, um... South Dakota 14, North Dakota 10. The uh, the center of the Missouri Valley is, it feels pretty similar to the the center of the big sky. It's just like 
a, a little better class of teams that are just kind of beating the shit out of each other every week. Um, I would say uh, North Dakota State and Southern Illinois also kind of fall into that range. Um, and I mean, Youngstown may have been shamed out of it after that that defeat this week. But um, any does anything really in, in any of those three games stand out to you, Ben? Yeah, the Missouri Valley and the CAA have been giving me fits in the poll all year long, and I wish they would just uh, have some more decisive wins. Um, <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of irritating that they're just like, you know, they're fluttering around. Um, I'll, I'll give you a second to look at my my top twenty five while I uh, drub on about how the Missouri Valley can absolutely just just go cannibalize yourself. Just do it, do it for the better betterment of the FCS. Um, 16 through 20 is just an absolute smattering of teams that give me fits. Um, Southern <laughs> Illinois, they've been like, they've had such good contests and then they shit the bed. And then North Dakota, they've been like really good. They were very close against South Dakota. Couldn't cut it. They got embarrassed by Northern Iowa. What the hell? Uh, Northern Iowa, you got, you got your shit rocked by Missouri state. Uh, Youngstown State, very high on you. Um, you came out late in goose egg, and then your quarterback came up to the press conference stand and just talked shit about how uh, South Dakota State's not that good of a team and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you goose egged. You don't get to – this is not – no. <laughs> like, just because you're yeah, on, like, yeah. regional, like, TV, you don't get to, like, just trash the other team after you got your butt whooped. Yeah, they – that clip of him at the press conference was the exact same, but also the exact opposite of that Central Arkansas clip, where it was the only thing that I saw from that game. Like, I don't think I saw a single, like, play from that South Dakota, or from that uh, South Dakota State-Youngstown State game. But that quarterback talking about how it was just a bunch of bunch of guys who've been playing football forever, it was just plastered over my Twitter feed. Yeah, it's like I I kind of like almost had a little bit of a behavior uh behavior smacking on him and dropped him down another spot below Northern Iowa just cuz I was like, dude, don't give me that. If that's one of your leaders, like I know not everybody always speaks for everybody on the team, but like come on now. Like don't do that. All right. So um taking a quick look at your top 25 Ben, there's one glaring problem that I have. Yeah. Can you can you guess? Is it the the tie at twenty five because <laughs> yes, neither have, of them matter? Two number twenty fives, Ben. I last time I checked, it went twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. So I'm just I'm just confused. Hey, I put this <laughs> out there as just like an absolute like take it how you want it. If you want to put Tollerton twenty five, twenty and uh, <laughs> twenty six, go for it. But you know if if the coaches poll can do such a terrible job screw it i'm gonna do what i want in my poll too because like i'm actually looking at the resumes uh those interns they're just trying to they're just doing another on a coffee break they're cleaning the coffee machine letting it soak and they're like oh god i gotta get this out i gotta send this to craig haley or i'm gonna get my butt whooped you know i don't want to be on on taking staples out of the wrong packets again duty give me a break like tarlington lafayette i like both of them I think they both deserve recognition. Um, are they going to go anywhere or do anything in the playoffs? No. 
Uh, do they deserve recognition that Lafayette's having a good year for once in their life and Tarleton is having a really good move up to um, the FCS and this year's like going really well for him? Yeah. I, I think both of them deserve some recognition of like, hey, you boys are doing good. Uh, keep doing good. And these jokers from the Missouri Valley, once they cannibalize themselves out, hey, you can take a, a high 20 spot. You know what, Ben? I respect it strictly for the fact of uh, I think I'm what I'm very on the record saying fifteen through thirty or or the so or the sort. It is just doesn't matter. Not that it doesn't matter, but it, it's just such a toss up. You know what? Kudos. It's it's a pick. I'm at twenty fifth, and I'm I'm on board. Um, yeah, it's like dyeing a whole bunch of different uh, leaves of lettuce, different colors, and putting them in a salad spinner take the top off, close your eyes and pull one out. You're going to get a different color every time. So that's kind of like 15 through 30 on uh, most people's polls, especially the coaches. <laughs> um, the other two back-to-back that kind of uh, stick out, Villanova 9, Albany 10. Um, feels feels a little bit high. Um, not that I'm like the, the resident expert here, but but what kind of what led to to that pairing right there? You know, both of those I like the resumes, um, and honestly, like after after about Chattanooga, yeah, I mean, even even then, I think like I think one through seven are pretty much your contenders, and uh, everything. I think if you switch six and seven, I actually have the same um, top seven as uh sam herder it's just delaware and idaho are switched on his i believe um but yeah i i think one through seven are definitely the contenders after that it's just about resume momentum uh quality of wins going back and looking at it i just like i had to put ndsu somewhere i put them 13th like famu obviously they're going to be trying to go to the celebration bowl Sac State, we've kind of talked about how we don't believe in them too much. If Sac State played those, would they win? Man, don't make me choose that. <laughs> um, it's just I, I still like the resume that Albany's putting out, um, and I still like Villanova quite a bit. Um, Albany beat Villanova, but they have more losses. It's just when you when you look at the sum total of it, they lost to Marshall. Um they lost to Hawaii. Like, I don't count those against them. You know, the game they lost against New Hampshire by seven points, I do count that against you. That shouldn't have happened. But all in all, I mean, like, they took down William and Mary uh, uh, two weeks ago. You know, everybody's trying to rank William and Mary. No, they shouldn't be ranked. They don't deserve it. They deserved it maybe in the preseason in the first couple weeks. But after that, no, Uh, get off my boat. Um, Rhode Island, they've been scrappy. Definitely like one of those like one of those teams that's just kind of hovering around. If uh, they actually played everybody, you'd probably see them like dip down quite a bit more. But all in all, Albany has a good resume. Like I, I like them. I like what they're doing to their their conference opponents. Um, Villanova, they lost to UCF and Albany, and that's it as far as I know. Yeah, that's looking it. on it. Yeah, so I mean, like UCF, I don't hold that against them. Um, Albany, good scrappy team. They bested them by 21 points. I think that's significant. I think you have to consider that quite a bit. 
Um, they also did take care of business against New Hampshire, which was um, kind of the thorn in the side for Albany. So Villanova and Delaware square off. So that should really offset whether Delaware be- deserves to be in that top seven. Um, if not, I mean, you know, we're going to see Delaware's kind of a pretender. Maybe Villanova's the the real conference uh, conference power there. So things are going to get figured out next week for those. Um, and then Albany Monmouth, I'm pretty sure Albany is going to walk away just fine from that one. Yeah, that, uh, that Villanova Delaware, I think that'll be like a great test of, I mean, it's pretty late in the season, but it, it I mean, that'll show whether or not Villanova is like legit, legit. They're obviously like a really good team and deserve to be a top 20. They've been a top 25 team all year. Um, but we'll see there whether or not they should be a top 10 team that maybe we need to look at a couple, like look at another time heading into the playoffs. I mean, um, just like I, Montana, Montana state, we're getting kind of a, a pseudo playoff ahead of time. So it's just a, uh, it's a cherry on the top for all the fans. Yeah. And I understand the ranking those two higher than like uh, an NDSU because it's like, do you value a loss versus South Dakota State more than a win versus Towson? You know, and it's like, it's just so, it's like, what what do you do with it? So I don't think, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that at all. Well, and if um, one really beats the other by quite a bit, uh, they won't stay stay near each other. They'll They'll yeah. drop down just like everybody else because... Uh, anybody who thinks that they can just hang around in the polls, unless you have a great resume, uh, you're going to get a taste and you're going to get a taste to the, of the bottom. So trying to kind of pivot this looking forward, we touched on that Nova Delaware game, really not a ton else going on this week outside brawl of the wild. Um, NDSU plays Northern Iowa, uh, I guess that it's still an intriguing game. Would have been a little more intriguing last week. Uh, Northern Iowa is another one of those kind of middle, middle Missouri Valley teams that are just, just taking their lumps every third week because they play somebody really good. <laughs> um, um, Central Arkansas, who will pro I'd say they'll probably be ranked once this next poll comes out. Cause they were, I think 26 or 27 um, and picked up the win. And in exciting fashion, they have uh, Austin P. So that'll be that'll be another another good one. Um, and then this last one has no real significance on anything, but anytime Harvard and Yale play, it feels it feels worth mentioning. Um, the Crimson had a have been a little bit of a rough patch, but still still a solid team. We'll see see if they can kind of close out their season, take care of business against their rivals. Um, any of those stand out to you, Ben? I mean, how can you hate Harvard Yale? That's like the, the FCS version of Army Navy. You know, it's not always a good record, but uh, this year it's, it's it's actually pretty good. It's one versus two in the Ivies, and uh, I thought about ranking Yale. They they ended up kind of in that high twenty to low thirty range, so it's a decent team, and that should be a good game there for sure. So they'll they'll have a good one on their hands. Um, Austin P. That's going to be um, Harvard lost one game, and I called that a rough patch. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> continue, sorry. 
Well, it's it's a rough patch for non-playoff participants. You know, <laughs> if they were a playoff participant, yeah, I mean, they'd be right around that that uh, nine to thirteen range. So, I mean, yeah, if, if they were participating, it it'd be a good deal for them. Um, you know, and Austin P, they're gonna have to perform well this week to make sure they can participate in the playoffs. I think uh, Central Arkansas showed that they're scrappy and they won't won't quit. But on the road. I don't know if I believe it. Um, another game I don't believe in is the the second one you mentioned is North Dakota State and Northern <laughs> Iowa. I'm so happy this is happening because both these teams are just are just garbage. I hope that Northern Iowa uh, beats NDSU so they can both be seven and four, and someone gets left out. Um, if the Bison win, which they probably will, even though it's on the road. Um, they'll be eight and three. You know, their three losses are, are three ranked losses or at least ranked at the time. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a quality matchup, but you know, sue me if I don't want to see some, uh, some, some tears in the Missouri Valley. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, uh, I think we just about covered it. Any is there anything else that uh, that you wanted to touch on that I I didn't bring us to Ben? No, I think you hit it pretty well. Um, just kind of like those those CAA clusters and those Missouri Valley clusters. Like a lot of those will be figured out this week, and we'll get a a true sense of um, you know everything's twenty twenty when the season's over, but uh, everybody's season will be over except for two. HBCU games which don't affect the playoffs so we'll we'll get to see kind of you know where everything stands where the dust settles and I hope it really settles out some of those clusters where we can be like okay at least this part of the cluster is the upper part and this part like eh, your fringe you might be one of the first four out you might be one of the last four in we'll see what happens for them all right. Well, thank you for listening as always. And if you like what we do, please leave a comment. If you don't, leave a message in Ben's inbox. Um, I have been Chris Bowen, joined by Ben Schleiger. Have a good one. <laughs>